0: welcome back to the persuasion pitch podcast or if you are new welcome i'm your host jess and here we dig into scams other unethical business practices and cults hey everyone i'm sitting here with amber nye and she was with beach body and she has a youtube channel and I just want everyone to hear her story because i have spoke to um a couple of different people that were with Beachbody, and it seems like everyone that i have spoken to has had a similar type of issues after leaving the company and this like the red flags and you know it's so dangerous with this one i feel especially because i will see like tv commercials for it for it and like other mlms i don't see them on tv uh so yeah so thanks for coming on
1: yeah thanks for having me like super excited yeah. to talk to you about yeah. this because you know my hatred yeah. of body and just I mean, and just toxic diet culture all together so right. yeah i'm just really and excited been- to come on yeah
0: so I've been wanting you on and I was so so I stopped season one and I finished my degree and then um I started season two and then it's just been like ah you know holiday mm-hmm. all of that type of thing so I'm glad that you could come on um I know that you know Kat Benson I've spoken mm-hmm. to her about diet culture I know that you are super healthy and you work out
1: <laughs> yeah
0: girl I need some of that um drive. Because it's absolutely miserable to me and I don't get a high in a rush. Because you're like Uh bike, what is it? What are
1: you doing? Like "Ah!" I'm like, ooh. Yeah, I'm a a, I'm a Pelotoner now, full-fledged Pelotoner. (laughs) Um like did complete 180 because it's like like completely like the opposite, like the antithesis of of Beach Body. And you never once hear any of the trainers talk about like diet or pushing supplements, or any any of that kind of, you know, I, can I cuss on here any of that kind of bullshit? Um, right,
0: right. right. You know.
1: So yeah, it's basically, it gave me back everything that Beach Body took away from me. Right. So it's, it's basically all about just joyful movement, just moving your body because exercise makes you feel good. And, and that's it.
0: So. I know it does make you feel good, like after I guess, but um, <laughs> I'm just like, yeah. Um, yeah, but so you, I mean, there is programs out there that you don't have to join an MOM for.
1: And exactly.
0: yeah, if, if people, and I say this all the time, they like the um, feeling of having people around
1: them yeah the community aspect right in accountability which that's what Beachbody like pushes is oh we have this amazing community and you have accountability partners who you know you can check in with and um you know do workouts with or you know you'll check in and be like oh that's my buddy but really it's it's not that at all and like the underbelly of it is just, like, really dark and, like, icky and just, um, very not what you, um, it's very deceiving. Right. Basically.
0: Yeah, and I mean, you can have a workout buddy, like, that's not an MLM, too, so.
1: Yeah, exactly, (laughs) yeah.
0: (laughs) Um, tell us, like, how you got started with Beachbody and how long were you in there?
1: Yeah, so I started with Beachbody because I um I originally bought Insanity off of the infomercial I had just had my now middle daughter um and I was up late at night you know doing a late night feeding 3 a.m and infomercial for Insanity comes on the tv and um so I didn't even know like about like the coaching side or that it was even an MLM at first. Like I just thought it was like at-home fitness workouts. Um, but as I had um, like continued, like I was just sharing my journey on like my Facebook and stuff and like over like the, the next six months. And eventually a friend reach out, reached out to me and she was a beach body coach. And basically she approached me and she was like, oh my gosh, you're so inspiring. And, um, I love what you post. You're so positive. And did you know that, you know, you know, you're already posting about this and sharing about this as it is. Um, why did you know that you can make money while you're doing it? And, um, for me, that was like, well, I mean, that sounds good because, um, again, I had two small children. We had just recently moved 10 hours away from home um, for my my husband to start medical school. Um, so I was in a new town. I didn't know anybody. I We were very, very rural. So I couldn't um, find a job in my field that I had got my degree in. So uh, I was like, well, this is kind of like the ideal situation why don't I just try it out and see how it goes um so that's how like I got into the coaching side and I was in it from for for five years I was in it from 2013 to 2018 um and so in that time basically I um I worked my way up and I hit diamond, which is like the esteemed rank is, you know, hitting diamond. It means you're like really building your team and you're coming up. And I was considered, you know, a leader within my team. I was making team trainings for the new incoming coaches. Like I I'm pretty sure I have some, some videos on an old YouTube channel of me,
0: of me making
1: (laughs) these team trainings because like I was really good at like sharing my story and my my uplines really enjoyed that, and like getting engagement and getting people to follow me just based on the fact that I was a good storyteller. Um, and I was, you know, pretty much the poster child of being a product of the product because I actually won five hundred dollars for my my, uh, results that I got with the 21 day fix. Okay. And I was actually featured in one of the 20, the, like the earliest 21 day fix infomercials. I did not. I,
0: that.
1: Yeah. So like, I mean, that was like a big thing for me and for my team. Cause they're like, look, I know this girl and you know, this stuff works what we're doing. And it's so it's changing lives. And as you can see, You know, it's changing Amber's life, but really, you know, behind the scenes, I was super struggling because while I had lost all the baby weight that I gained, I, I gained 60 pounds with that pregnancy, um, really to get there, I was depriving myself. I was starving myself using the, the portion control containers, which, you know, they preached as this, um, revolutionary system to help you. Um, you know, get your diet in check and check it, and you know, be able to effortless effortlessly um, plan your meals and and to eat clean. You know, they like to use the the eat clean um, yeah. word, but you know, really, I lost all that weight, and I still I didn't feel any better about myself at a size four than I felt at a size sixteen. You know, because. Um, the, the losing the weight and the depriving myself and like deal, dealing with orthorexia and like over-exercising and focusing, just being like, you know, a little cardio bunny basically. Cause that's what a lot of the, the earlier programs were at that time were very cardio based. I, you know, I still dealt with body dysmorphia and I still felt like, like when I looked in the mirror, even though I was so thin, like I, I had no booty. My my boobs were gone. Like I remember my mom coming to visit us and she was doing my laundry and she held up my sports bra and it was the tiniest little sports bra and she was like, Whose bra is this? I was like, <laughs> It's mine. Yeah. Like, so like I mean, I was just just so thin and um I, I didn't really realize then how like detrimental to my mental health that was that was being and how it was just completely damaging myself of self-worth and my confidence and eventually my joy of actually you know being active and and working out oh, so you won being in an infomercial yeah so like um they have this thing because when you when you buy a challenge pack and you get started with one of the beach body programs um essentially you have the opportunity when you're done and you complete a program you can submit your results to the beach body challenge and that's basically their thing where they're proving that the programs are working and people are sharing their stories of you know what they did and what was working and that um how it how it completely changed their life. So, um, my, one of my team mates had shared my, my results on, um, Carl Deichler's Facebook page, the CEO of Beachbody boss man, as everyone <laughs> likes to call him. And, um, he actually commented like, wow. He was like, we love these results, tell her to submit them to the Beachbody Challenge, and we're going to give her $500. And then they have like a whole, um, like, um, like a whole office, whatever, like dedicated just to their success stories. It's like their sex, success department where they focus on, um, you know, the customer's, um, you know, the results and everything. So I was contacted by the success department and they're like, wow, we love your results and what you did. And we want to feature you in an infomercial for the 21 day fix, because this was like, like my results were one of like the first ones, like coming out of when it was very first released. So, um, I was one of the success stories that they featured in the infomercial. I'm pretty sure I can still find it somewhere. I know I have it like recorded on my Facebook somewhere buried down deep in <laughs> Facebook memories.
0: Yeah.
1: But um, yeah, like I was, they had me film a video and talk and like they had me um, do a video showing me working out, doing the program in my living room, you know, the typical what you see on the infomercials for all, right. all the other fitness programs. So yeah
0: you know, thinking about that, you know, they gave you $500. So yeah, let's just say that was your payment. But it really wasn't because it was like, you did so well that you get to be in our commercial with no pay.
1: Exactly. Think exactly. And, and thinking about I had to claim that $500 on taxes. Oh, my gosh. And being in a, I mean we were we were poor. We were on Medicaid, we were on food stamps. I mean my husband was in in school, so we were surviving on very little student loans of his yeah. and like I said, I couldn't find a job in my field, so this was, was just good. what I was doing and that was it. And you know, that bought us, you know, maybe Some groceries for the money. You weren't eating that
0: much, so a a little bit. No, exactly. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah.
1: Or it went back into buying my $100 a month Shakeology bag. Yeah, I was going to mention that. Yeah.
0: Yeah, Thinking about that, you know, because, you know, I work in the film industry Mm -hmm. and people, like, when someone books a commercial, sometimes they'll do what's called a buyout. And that means you don't get paid every time the commercial runs, but. They'll pay you and it's a it's a decent chunk, you know, a few thousand. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But like just
1: thousand. like a like a flat fee. A basically. flat fee. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But instead,
0: they are they don't even have to pay anyone to be in these commercials. They give you the five hundred dollars and then they get to use you in the commercial, so yeah, that's nothing to them.
1: That's no, and well, and it's you know built on like, oh, this is a privilege for you, right. oh, Of course, yeah, to, to be featured. Like, we picked okay. you to yeah, be they hype this. you up, they yeah, yeah. On you. like, mm-hmm. oh my
0: gosh, look at Amber, she's my yeah. one. she's my dad. Yep. Oh my gosh, go girl, like,
1: mm-hmm. look at her go. Yep, yep, <laughs> that's. That's basically how it went, pretty much. For and I mean, they used that for like the whole five years that I was that I was in Beachbody, like throughout my team, and that's why I was considered like a leader because I was, you know, I had this great success story that I was able to tell, you know. So I was valuable in that aspect um, until yeah. I wasn't.
0: Yeah, yeah, and uh, so. Uh, <laughs> it's like the people that i've spoken to that were with beach body it's not like they were just in it for a little bit like a year or something like they like i spoke to someone who was in it for seven years and you Mm -hmm. know like you were with it for what five years like it's years that you're in it. there's got to be something um like what like what made you say you know this is not what I need to be doing, there's a red flag. Like, were were there any red flags throughout your time, let's say throughout the five years that you kind of ignored or pushed under the rug?
1: Yeah, I mean, well, there was a lot. But so, I mean, I did all the trainings. I did all the personal development. I did everything that, you know, my uplines told me to do to be successful with my team. And I was successful, you know, for a very short amount of time Mm -hmm. until I wasn't until my warm market burned out, which was my friends and family Right. until I had to start, you know, cold messaging random people or Mm -hmm. friending random people to try to um, further my reach and further my connections. And, you know, I did, like I said, I did all the trainings. I did all the social media trainings that my my upline got us involved in. Um, I went to two summits, which was in Nashville, and again, I didn't have money to do this, but we scraped and scringed to Did make you it pay for your own trip. Yes, your yes. own food and uh, own food, own lodging, um, okay. and the the tickets for summit itself. You know were you know, 200 plus dollars. And then that's not including, you know, the the gas and driving to get there. Um, and then, you know, having to get a hotel room for the four days that you're there and then food because they, they didn't provide us with food. We even had to pay for our own Shakeology at, at the convention. You'd think they would make right. you know, the Shakeology bars that they had there free for all of us coaches who are bringing them all of this money, but I had to pay like six dollars for super watered down chunky shakeology that was disgusting. <laughs> that was disgusting. Um, like the first year I went to Summit, it was, you know, it was it felt great because you know it's like wow, there's so many people that you know are part of this amazing company that I'm part of and. Um, because I had, um, earned, you know, so many success club points in a certain number of months. I was able to go to the success club VIP parties that they had. That was only for, you know, the success club VIPs. Who okay, hit, you this is the first time
0: hearing about success club, but.
1: Oh yeah. Oh, success club. <laughs> it's a whole. That thing. was it, man. You were yeah. in so, Yeah. Were they paid? You know, where it was this huge party, like block party that they had downtown Nashville. They had, um, which I think they're called Low Cash now, but at the time they were Low Cash Cowboys. Performed for us the second year. Oh gosh, my ear <laughs> fell out. Um, the second year, um, I went. Billy Idol was the performer, and I mean, I'm not gonna lie that that was a great like concert because I'm like a total like 80s music that's like my whole vibe um so that was I mean that was great but again it was all a facade it was all them blowing smoke up our asses to you know put out this image that our what we were living was because of Beachbody and you know, we were only showing the highlight reel when a lot of us were struggling behind the scenes. Like I said, I was still on food stamps and Medicaid and, you know, on government assistance doing all of this. Even so this was a necessity
0: to you to yeah, for yourself. Yeah, you know, exactly. It was, career.
1: yeah, exactly. It was what we were told that we needed to do if we wanted to be successful in this business. And if we weren't successful, then it was because we didn't do these things to, you know, make it happen. Right. You know, we didn't, you know, we had to eat, breathe, live. I mean, everything revolved around Beach Body. And, um, you know, they, they preached t- having time freedom and being able to have so much time and, and to spend with your kids and, and be a stay at home mom and, be there for those crucial years when your kids are little and not having to miss out on anything. But I mean, I was, glued to, I was glued to my phone 24-7 because right. I had to, if somebody messaged me, I had to reply right, right away before to, to answer their questions, to make sure I like locked in their sale so they didn't move on to somebody else because- right. Uh, my uplines and my personally sponsored coaches, they were my competition. Yeah, exactly. I mean, there was a, a network. I think when I started, like my, because your like coach ID number was technically like the number of, you know, p- person you were in the company. And I think when I joined, you know, there's 20,000, 25,000. Coaches at that point, and you know they all look like they're your friend or they're your sisters, but they're your competition, right? And right. You have to sell yourself more and kind of jeopardize those relationships just to feed your family. Exactly.
0: Yeah. So, like, and that's another thing is when you look at legitimate small businesses. And I know this isn't really pertaining to like the beach body part of it, but you know you don't recruit um, your competition. That's like you just don't do that. Does I that mean, yeah? Uh, yes, yeah, so that's where because there's no, there's
1: no need. there's no I mean there's no need to to do that because right. you know, right? legitimate small businesses, you know, they build their brand on, you know, you know, this is our our business, this is how we run things. And if you like us, okay, if you don't, there's plenty of other people who are gonna give us our business. Like, so it was, yeah. I mean, the end, another thing, um, being at summit the one year, I remember um, I had, um, my aunt and uncle were actually in town in Nashville that same weekend. So there was a time, there was one of the trainings. I was like, I'm not really interested in this one. So I'm just going to skip out early. I'm going to go walk down the road and I'm going to go see my aunt and uncle that I haven't seen for a couple of years because they live down in Texas. So I'm just going to go visit with them and I'll be back. And my team members, I mean, they were so angry that I left Mm -hmm. and I did that. Like they were pissed off at me that you I would pay. Piss this out. you
0: paid to go. Yeah. You can yeah, do whatever exactly. the hell you want. Like mm-hmm. you're the one that paid for your own gas. They cannot sit there and control where you go and what you do mm-hmm. and you don't do. Yeah.
1: Well and it's funny I would have really pissed my me. well in my upline like she she didn't she lived in Nashville. She didn't go to any of the trainings because she's like she was like an eight star diamond at this point. So she was like, I've already heard all of it. Like, I don't need to be there. Like the first day she would come and like greet us, whatever, but she didn't do any of the trainings with us. Like we sat there for eight hours and like our upline, our leader wasn't even present. So you get bitched out
0: when you leave just to go see your family members.
1: Yeah. Yeah. uh Uh-huh. Yeah. So that's when I was like, "Mm, I kind of don't like this, but whatever. I mean, I was like, maybe it's just like a one-off thing. What, you know, it's whatever. Um, I wasn't too bothered by it. Cause I was like, i oh, will get over it eventually. Um, but then like a year or two later, Beachbody changed their rules saying that if you were a certain rank, you were no longer allowed to be part of or sell a, another MLM, even though, even if it wasn't like a competing mlm so like some people would do beach body but they would also sell like unique or mary Kay, Mm -hmm. um things like that so when that happened a lot of people got really angry and there was like a mass exodus that happened and i was like well i don't know maybe this isn't you know as you know as good as it you know they're making it seem to be if especially these big leaders are leaving the company and taking their whole teams with them um so that was you know kind of making me question things um like i've said in a lot of other um mlm groups i uh, when I had reached diamond, like I worked so hard to reach that goal uh, and I held it for a year, but I was so stressed out trying to micromanage my team and my downline and like just making sure that everyone was staying active and holding their rank. So my rank would stay intact. So I would continue to get my cycle bonuses because at that point, I wasn't making money off of the sales of a couple challenge packs a month. It was from the volume from my team beneath me that was, you know, cycling up to me every week. Um, and I, I, I was invited by my upline because I I had reached diamond to go to a Tony Robbins conference. His unleash oh the power. <laughs> oh, you went. Oh, I went to the Dallas one that made national news because of so many people being injured during the fire walk and burning their feet on the coals. Oh Um, my
0: gosh.
1: Yeah, I went to that conference. I, it was $700 just for the ticket for it. And like I said, we're still struggling financially. But she invited you, but you had to pay she invited me she did when I'm like I I'm like I want to go I you know I'm trying everything like I said I I pawned my my engagement ring and my my wedding band to help fund this that's like one of like the biggest regrets I ever have is like pawning that because um my husband had actually saved in medical school to buy me that that ring and propose to me with it and um but you know i made the the argument to him that doing it this i was you know assured that going to this conference was going to change everything because that's what did it for my upline cuz this was going to be the second time that she was going
0: um man like seriously that just makes me want to like scream like fuck you
1: fuck you, you bitch. And like, and like, I was, you know, I was telling her, I was like, I, I still need, you know, so much money to get, you know, to do this, to find, cause you know, I had to pay for plane tickets. And, um, again, trans having money for an Uber in the hotel room and food again you know all these other expenses that they don't
0: and transportation when you get there yeah. yeah
1: yeah and i you know and having to have childcare cuz we lived in virginia so i had to drive all the way back to illinois so my family could watch my girls because again my husband wasn't able to he was busy with medical school right. um, and i actually i took a train from Where my family lived in Illinois to Chicago, because they had the the cheapest airfare and the cheapest way to get to Dallas, and it was still you know like a four hundred dollars. So already you know that's over a thousand dollars that I'm spending just for the ticket and the travel, um, and not including food. And I mean I was when I, when I landed in Dallas, I was literally like scraping the bottom of the barrel. Like I used, like, I mean, I used so many like free, like Uber points. Like I would like, I like signed up for Uber and like, you know, Uber is like the first ride you take is free on them. I I use that. Um, Then I would, I signed up for Lyft because the first ride you take it's free on them That's really smart
0: Actually, like, <laughs> yeah. I would do that even if i was not struggling just because i don't know i'm a because, very
1: cool person because i mean from the train station to the airport to o'hare in chicago i had to take a taxi and it was eighty dollars and i'm like i don't know how i'm gonna fuck i don't know how i'm gonna pay for this like right. I, right. I had because i had you know only so much money in cash and thankfully I I had enough to cover it. But uh, like I mean, with my debit card, I was scraping the bottom of the barrel, like I said. And I didn't even have money to pay my like the rest of my half of the hotel room that I was sharing with my other teammates. Like I didn't have that. Idea. Like I was in the negative. I was in the negative. And again, this is another thing, like um you know my my upline she had she was she was in she is in the millionaires club and you know she acted like she was doing a favor by loaning me a hundred dollars for this trip
0: she has a hundred dollars much money
1: oh yeah I mean she thought she was being so inspiring to us by you know, showing this lavish lifestyle that she was living because of built on all of us, where she was taking these amazing trips, going to Bali and traveling all over the world. And she thought, you know, she was inspiring us doing this when all of us were just struggling paycheck to paycheck, you know, just to be able to pay our electric bill. And, um, So yeah, on this, this UPW trip, um, I I remember we were walking out for, to do the, it was like the very first day that you do the fire walk. And we were walking out this giant crowd of us. I mean, and there was tons of other multi-level marketing companies there. I mean, there was a huge group from It Works there. I mean, they were like, all, all over being
0: in that crowd today
1: oh my god like, we, oh. I have a I have a video that I had took on my snapchat like just this crowd of people walking you know out of this convention center and like we're chanting and we're chanting and my mom was like she saw the story and she messaged me back she's like you're in a cult and I'm like no I'm not and by the way, my mom's wedding was the same weekend of this conference. No way. And I chose this conference over my mom's wedding. Mm-hmm. Do not blame yeah.
0: yourself for it. It's their, it's their fault, it's their fault.
1: Well, and like I said, it was because of that FOMO, you know, it's right. the fear you of missing miss out, out. And, right. and the fear of if I don't do this, then how am I gonna be able to take my business to the next level? right um and you know my upline when I quit she tried to say I never forced you to do any of these things which yes it was my choice but when you're in a cult your your sense of choice and free will is it's manipulated right
0: your judgment is clouded completely yeah Mm
1: -hmm.
0: and you know she was encouraging it the entire time
1: Exactly. Because I was like, like I said, I was like the prize, one of the prize ones on my team because I had such an amazing success story. Um, you know, and she can, you know, considered me, you know, one of her, you know, up and coming um, star coaches and, you know, and I was, cause I mean, I did everything. I was involved in everything. And, but once I hit that point where I was stuck and things got stagnant because again, my warm market was gone. I had either sold new, cha- new challenge packs to everyone I knew, because you, if you sold it, you couldn't sell challenge packs to um, existing customers. So once you know you sold that one challenge pack to them and you got those success club points, you had to be selling to new people every month to get those points and the volume.
0: There's not enough um, population for that. like
1: e- Exactly. <laughs> and so I had either already, they were already either my customers or they were part of my downline already. And, you know, it's easy to do that when you know people and they know you and they trust you, but, you know, approaching just a random person on Instagram, they're like, right. what? Right, right,
0: right. <laughs> Yeah. Uh, that's what I was going to say with the, so, okay. How many levels are there? Like, so you, you were diamond. So what's, what's like the very top, top,
1: uh, the very top, top is, uh, 12 star diamond 12. Wow. So once you hit, and that's just in your first business center. So a lot of these top coaches had like, Three, four different business centers that they were 12 star, eight star, seven star diamonds. And that meant, you know, being a star diamond meant you had so many other diamond coaches Mm -hmm. under you. And, you know, the turn, then the turnover rate is so fast, you know, you have to be bringing in as many people that are going out who aren't actually staying active or, are just um being a coach for like the Shakeology discount so um and a lot of these coaches were in it from like the beginning you know they recruited from like the OG um yeah the like the OG original um founders of the whole team Beachbody and the whole MLM side and there was like nine or ten of them I think um which a lot of them were brought in by Tony Horton, P90X guy. Um, So a lot of them were, you know, people who started at the very top under those, you know, original founding members. Um, So those were the ones who were, you know, raking in all the money. So in like my upline got lucky because she also got in Earlier, like her, like uplines, upline, upline was one of the founding members. And then she got lucky because uh, like three or four of her personally sponsored downline coaches ended up being, you know, top three, four in the company um, for a number of years. So, I mean, she was just, and I'm pretty sure she's still just, I mean, she sat there and she raked in the, um, the psycho bonuses. And that's what the majority of her pay was. I mean, she was recruiting a couple new coaches a month that got her, her success, her minimum success club points and everything else. She was just sitting back, taking it easy. And she showed us her back office one time to try and be, and again, inspiring to us. And she was making $40,000 a month. And it was all on cycle bonuses, all on the volume. So I'm. It was then that I'm like, how am I ever? How am I ever gonna get? I'm never I, gonna be able to to get to that. Like, I just. I think and then, be, like
0: you, they're like, oh, if you work hard enough, like you worked as hard as you possibly could, like with this, with the story, you know, like you worked so hard so it, it, it
1: is impossible. It's impossible. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I mean, my husband, he was so supportive, like as long as he possibly could. I mean, he, he set me up my own website because, you know, again, they're like, oh, it's another way for you to be able to c- connect to other people, having your own website. It shows that you're like legitimate, you know, I'm you like, <laughs> Yeah. So like he paid for like my whole like site domain and everything like the hosting domain and that. Um, and I just, I mean, he was so supportive until he couldn't be anymore. And like his dad would do our taxes and like, he'd be like, the numbers aren't like adding up here. Like your return on investment is not, it's not working out. Like, I think the most I like, the year, I mean, I was in it for five years. So I probably made like 20, 25,000 between those five years. Um, but again, I had nothing to show for it because again, the majority of my money was going back into the company, back into personal development, back into, into trainings and all this other stuff to grow my business.
0: Right, man, um, man. <laughs> I, I'm so glad that you're speaking out about this because you really, um, oh my gosh, you really did it. I mean,
1: you were in, and you know, yeah. You know, I mean, was- I was in, and like when when things started to fizzle out, even my mom was like, "Maybe you should try something else. Maybe you should try a different MLM." And I was like, "No, I don't want. I don't want to be seen as like an MLM hopper because nobody's gonna take me seriously. I'm like so, so many I'm other people glad. would would God. would jump." You know, they would jump from one to another to another when it wouldn't work out. Um, I was like, I don't want to be like, I was like devoted to Beachbody because at that point it was like, you know, they changed my life, but um, I was just hiding so many things. I mean, I was struggling. Me and my husband's relationship was rocky because of all of this. Absolutely. um I mean my mental health was suffering because like I said I was trying to I was so stressed out trying to micromanage my team just to make sure that um you know I, I was able to hold my rank so so I would get my paycheck and there was one point where there was um I, I was almost a two-star because um I had my husband signed up under me so I was all also working my business and then you know adding to his business
0: up their, um, their spouse yeah
1: yeah um so and then I had another coach under me she wasn't active but like her personally sponsored coach was almost to diamond so I was trying to get this other coach to quit so her coach could roll up to me and I could rank advance and when that coach found out about it she was like she was like so she called me out, she was like, I didn't think you were like this. And I was like, Oh my God, like Dude, it, that's, it's
0: gotta be. it's kind like, of like it's there comes a time where it's I, like my family has to eat or
1: Yeah. Your family. You're fighting for and, your was, family. And, it, and there and I believe there comes a point in like all MLMs where you get to that point where you become self aware of what right. you have to do to continue to build that business and you know give off that illusion of success and I was met with that decision like is this the kind of person that I want to be or because that is not the person that I am at all and I was like I can't do this anymore so and at that point I I was pregnant with with DJ now um and I ended up being high risk because I have two rare diseases. And um, so I had to take a step back and just focus on my health and, and baby's health. Right. And when that happened, and I took a step back, it was like I was invisible to my team. I was invisible because I remember one of the first things I said, my, my, my upline said when I started was, if you're not showing me that you are actively working and raking dancing and hitting Success Club every month, you are not worth my time or my mentorship. And so taking that step back, I was invisible to her and everyone else on my team until I had my baby. Then it was, oh my gosh, now you can use your postpartum journey to and you're this new, you know, getting back into shape after after having baby to connect with new people and reinvigorate your business and that's when I was like I that's when I started you know looking into like more body positivity stuff and um you know body new the body neutrality movement like my body just went through growing a whole human like And there's, you know, and, you know, toxic diet culture, it's all about the snapback. What do you, what can you do the quickest to get you back to your postpartum body? And I was just like, there's nothing wrong with my body. Like my body did what it needed to do to get my child here. And, um, it was like kind of a wake up call to me because at that, like, right when i had got pregnant. Autumn Calabrese released her 80 day obsession program. And that was the first program that I did coming. Like once I was cleared to work out again and stuff, I was like, Oh, I'm going to hop right into this program. I'm going to get amazing results from it. But I really didn't. I mean, I made it look like I did by the poses I did and the way I wore my clothes and the lighting, Mm -hmm. but I really didn't lose that much weight and um you know i was still struggling with those postpartum baby body feelings and i had baby blues and i was struggling with postpartum depression body and needed to heal and yeah yeah and i you know it was so much about you know you got to get back in this you know you want to be able to to continue growing your business no you got to be a product of the product again and it was just like, just so depressing and exhausting, like living this lie. And, um, eventually
0: physically exhausting.
1: Yeah. And eventually someone shared that, um, that John Oliver episode with me of last week tonight about MLMs. Yes. And it was like a fucking light bulb went off in my head and I was like, oh my God, like (laughs) this is the reason why it's not working. It's not because of me, right? It's because the whole business structure is designed for you to fail from the very beginning. And I was like, holy shit, like, oh my God. And I was just done like, and it took a while for me to actually cancel my coaching account Um, because I was just like, I'm just gonna kind of let it fizzle out or whatever. Um, but once I did, it was just like a huge weight was taken off of my shoulders. Like I can leave this behind. And, and, you know, in that time, that's when I like got into like anti MLM groups and started seeing that there was other people who experienced the same things as me and that, you know, it really, wasn't just my fault because you know they make you feel like a failure if you quit, and they there's this I mean, they completely just like, um, I mean, they just completely they, cut they you shun, out,
0: yeah, they shun you, yeah,
1: That's yeah, like completely shun you, and they make you feel like just so guilty, like it's your fault, like no. Amber didn't succeed because she did everything right and and um, I mean like I said I did everything I was supposed to do and I was successful for that small amount of time but like everything else the cards were stacked against me and they the house of cards it fell and it fell hard Um, and it, I mean, once I lost diamond, it was, I didn't even have Emerald rank anymore because my team was just dropping left and right. Um, and when I left, I highly encouraged my, my coaches who were still active and trying to do this. I was like, you just like, I implore you to just leave too, because this is, this the same thing that's going to happen to you. But I think one of them is still actively trying to to coach and and do all this um and hopefully she'll eventually you know see the light yeah um but i mean it's just like it was such an eye opener like once i saw that that john oliver episode and being involved getting into anti-MLM groups and like seeing that, oh my God, like there's a pattern here. Like this isn't out of the norm. This is not just a one-off sort of thing. Right. Um, This has happened a lot. And I think, I always think that it's really easy for a lot of us to get involved in MLMs because they've been around so long. You know, we know someone, our mom, or a family, or a grandma, or an aunt—you know—growing up was part of an MLM. Because for for women, we're always pushed to. You need to have a side hustle. You need to be doing something extra to contribute to your family. Um, my mom was involved in like seven different MLMs, so for me, wow. it wasn't it wasn't out of the ordinary to like, like, hey, uh, you know, I'm gonna have a little side business going on. Um, And that's just, I think, part of the culture of the, in the history of MLMs, you know, that's, that's kind of like the indoctrination of it is it's like generational and it, it goes back so many years that it's, it's normalized.
0: Right. Absolutely. And I, and I think that right now in this very moment, it's never anti MLM has never been as large as it is now. Yeah. Yeah. When uh, your mom, when she said, hey, this is a cult, um, was did like, did she under did she realize it put two and two together from when she was in an MLM or did she not really talk about it?
1: I don't think she really put it, I think she more said it like jokingly. Cause I mean, she said she was fine with me going to this conference and, and not being at her wedding. Cause technically I was at her first wedding, you know, when I was little, but, um, cause this was her, this is her second marriage. Right. Um, but I don't, I don't think she really made the disconnect because, you know, once I started struggling with my, my beach body business, that's when she was like, Oh, maybe you should try something else because you know she had 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 to try so many different things that never worked out um you know she did like longer burgers. she did leah Sophia. she did party lights. she had all the home parties you know when this you know the 90s early 2000s yeah. um so i mean she she did it all and she ended up getting in a lot of debt bef- because of it and um you know, again she was I think she still feels a lot of shame for that so but
0: you tell her she knows about your channel obviously she knows about what yeah. you do now. So yeah yeah hopefully she now knows not to feel shame in it
1: yeah I mean I hope so I mean she doesn't really like do like YouTube and that yeah. kind of stuff um, <laughs> but I mean she's had she's had the same job since I was six months old so she's had the same job for you know 34 years um this very stable job but um yeah even having that stable job and stable paycheck she was still made to believe that she should be doing having a little side hustle um because I mean we weren't poor we were like average like upper middle class people so it's not like we needed that extra money my dad had you know uh, a very good paying job. My mom had a good paying job. We had a nice house. So, um, I think it was just, um, you know, that, that, that American dream they pushed that, you know, like having like little
0: parties, like those are your friends, you you know, it's like a thing to get. Yeah.
1: And you could, you know, or you can, you know, being able to build this business and have this residual income to retire early and, and not be a slave to the corporate nine to five world.
0: <laughs> yeah, but that corporate nine to five is gonna have benefits that exactly.
1: exactly. Benefits have. and paid time off and 401k payments exactly. and 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 uh workers comp and all that stuff. Right.
0: <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Um when you finally left, what did your husband say?
1: when I left and I was like oh my god Jacob this is like a cult he was like I told you so he knew the entire time he was just he knew he knew and he was trying to be so supportive and because I mean there was so many people who like within my team her like their spouse wasn't supportive of them and they're like this is toxic they're being toxic and there was a couple people who divorced their spouses over this yeah and it was like and it's because you know the uplines and the teams were like you know you have to cut these toxic people who don't support you out of your life because you don't need that kind of negativity around and and for me my relationship with my husband because he's my best friend like he's my person he's my soulmate like that was much more important to me than this little side hustle. Like that was so much more important to me. And our family was so much more important to me. And I was just, once I was over it, I was over it. And he was just like, it's still to this day when I talk about it or I'm making a video for my YouTube channel, he's like, I told you so. I told you so.
0: I bet he was so, like he kept his mouth shut. He was supporting you. But I bet when you stop he internally had the biggest sigh of relief oh
1: yeah he oh did. man yeah. Back mm-hmm.
0: yes
1: okay. yeah because I mean like like I said his his my father-in-law like did our taxes right and right. I mean there was one time like there was one time he sat me down like after his dad talked to him about this and he was like this isn't working it's not going to continue to work and I would just begged him I was like please just let me show you like just I'm going to show you you know I'm just kind of stuck in this rut right now but I'm going to get over it and we're going to get through it and we're going to do all these things and you know I'm going to cuz I wanted to feel like I was contributing to our family cuz I feel I feel like a lot of stay-at-home moms they feel I mean, they just feel like being a stay-at-home mom is their identity and they don't want that. They want to feel like they're, they're valuable outside of just being a mom and a homemaker. And for me, like, I just, I felt like I needed, I wanted more purpose and I wanted to feel like I was contributing to our family because of that time. My father in law th- thought I was a gold digger, that I just my husband was gonna be a doctor and I was just like <laughs> riding his coat right in his coattails. Oh, you know, I mean, you would have already gotten a doctor his and finished school without any students Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, yeah like, already.
1: Yeah, like I I met my husband when he was an undergrad. Like I mean, his his um, pickup line to me was I'm a college athlete and I'm going to school to be a doctor. But I was like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. And a little bit that. And yeah, he did end up, he's a doctor. But <laughs> like, you know, my father-in-law just thought I was a gold because he was like, you know, they're their prized boy. Um, so he thought, you know, this was a work going to work out. I was a gold digger. And this was just, you know, me hemorrhaging our money into this business was just you know I was taking more than I was giving you know in this marriage I and in that family
0: if you don't right
1: yeah you're mm-hmm. just
0: trying to show them
1: and then oh. yeah I was just trying to show them that you know I could be successful and prove them all wrong right, right. I could prove all the haters wrong and literally not, I proved myself wrong there mm-hmm. so
0: <laughs> I'm so glad that you do what you do and uh, you know, I encourage everyone listening to f- go to YouTube and subscribe to Amber because we need to get her some paid ads and some sponsorships too. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, follow her on Instagram. And I'm going to leave all of that stuff linked down below. I'm so yeah, glad. And- that we- go ahead.
1: Yeah, I, I was gonna say I'm I, I actually last night I just created a Facebook group for Beachbody defectors like former coaches, oh. former customers or any other uh people who were in like health and wellness MLMs who left oh, really? and her were who have been, you know, victims to toxic diet culture, I made a Facebook group for that because I noticed there was like kind of that specific thing missing there and there was a lot of people asking for it so I was i had been I've been thinking about doing it for a while. And then I saw someone ask about it last night and I was just like, well, that's just my sign to do it, I guess. So I made it. Um, I actually have in my Instagram stories right now, I have, um, the Facebook link to, um, to join it so that you can, you know, just click in my stories and it'll take you to the group to, to join. Um, but yeah, I'm just like, I, like I said, I feel like Beachbody is like the worst of the worst when it comes to these health and wellness companies just because of how they like damage on such like an inner level your you know your your mental health and your self-worth and and how you feel about your body that's like I really like to kind of um call them out the most but it's r- really about all these like yeah I think we all and, have a favorite.
0: A favorite one we love to hate you
1: know yeah yeah and it's just because i have so much experience with this company that um i just have to make sure everyone is aware of them and what they're really about because they're everywhere i mean you see their ads everywhere and they have infomercials in the the radio radio all the time yeah yeah you'll hear carl old, old boss man on the radio talk about uh beach body on demand subscription so and like I'm like like they're so predictable now that I'm just I laugh because I predict things and like a couple months later they they announce the exact thing so I just I really love it I really love calling out Autumn for her her toxic positivity and her her uh food shaming ways I mean I got um I got reported on Instagram because I told her to sit on a cactus <laughs> <searching>. <laughs> so, and uh, like I said, like the, the beach body hunts, they will find my, my videos I've done on beach body and they'll just come for me. And I'm like, yeah. you'll find out you'll realize it eventually.
0: <laughs> right. Absolutely. because We are blinded. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks so much for coming on. I appreciate it. Yeah.
1: Thanks for having me on. I'm glad we finally got to, got to do this. So
0: as always, thank you guys so much for listening. And I hope that everyone has a great rest of the day and a great rest of the week.